Welcome back to the Her Advantage podcast. I am your host, Mel Kay, and this is episode two. In this episode, I asked my dear friend, Caitlin, to join me as we discuss the importance of connection and communication in our non-romantic relationships. Caitlin and I have been friends for over 10 years and led very, very different lives in the process. So join us for the next 25 minutes while we discuss the advantages and disadvantages of long-distance friendship, and really what keeps the spark alive. We hope you enjoy. Cheers, big ears. (laughs) Welcome to the Her Advantage podcast. Caitlin and I just went to Western Ridge Brewing in the Barossa Valley and found a Just a Cosmic Girl. If there was ever a beer made for us, it's this. It is. Preach. So, Caitlin and I have decided we want to do an episode on communication. Connection. Connection. Connection, communication. Long distance, best friendship. friendship. Yeah. All intertwined. Yeah. In one beautiful pretzel. I love pretzels. I fucking love pretzels. (laughs) Imagine if we had pretzels. They're not recording (gasps) friendly. Like, imagine people having to hear us eat pretzels. I would, my eyeballs would pop out of my head. Yeah. It would do my head in. Yeah. Shout out to those with misophonia. You're welcome. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Caitlin and I went to uni together in Bathurst, New South Wales. Um, we have very different stories about how we met. Because and I'm how right and you're wrong. <laughs> um, and then we lived together in Sydney for a little bit. And then Caitlin moved to Victoria. I moved to rural New South Wales again. And then somehow our lives just severely changed. Our, the path that our life was on severely changed. Mm-hmm. That makes it sound really morbid and it wasn't. Caitlin fell in love and had babies and I just decided to live the spinster life, <clears throat> which is fine. But when there's over a thousand kilometers between you, multiple planes, stopovers. Lots of dirty nappies. How, how do we keep the spark alive? Did this just become a relationship podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's delicious. How good is it? <laughs> how good is this? Um, maybe Western Ridge could sponsor this His episode. episode. Um, feel free to send some to Canada. Um, so it's funny because I met you on the very first day of uni. You had no idea I existed. Um, you're adamant that we met much later and then I gave you a home. <laughs> Even though you didn't even know I existed. So if that doesn't say that I'm humble, I don't know what So Caitlin and I did the same university degree. And to this day, I don't think we met until the third year of uni. And like she just said, she's adamant that we met on the first day. Can you hear the tension? (laughs) Because my jaw just clenched. Whatever. Unrequited love. Whatever. Um, So yeah, very different starting points. And we kind of drifted in and out of each other's lives for a little bit mm-hmm. and then it just like clicked because we had other best friends we did we didn't cheat on but we just grew apart from those best friends and grew into each other's best friends we tried to blend the best friends for a little bit and we're like oh i really love this person you'll love this person too and then yeah just different walks but still like when you look at it i still think it's nuts that we get along because oh, we are totally different human beings. So different. I'm the world's biggest bogan. 
and grew up in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, like literally. And you grew up on the North Shore and went to a private school <laughs> and played water polo. And I lived in a drought. It was pretty funny though. I remember one of the boys at uni saying to me, you are not a private school girl. <laughs> and to this day, I'm still taking that as a compliment. And I'm so sorry to my mum who paid dollars in school fees. PLC represent. <laughs> But on paper, we shouldn't work because we are at such different points in our lives and we came from such different upbringings, but obviously there's something in our essence or at our core that resonates within each other and we've just managed to navigate beyond all of that. And I think that's the one lucky thing is that our friendship has transcended all of these life changes that we've gone through. And I I think that's a really special thing because a lot of people don't have that. Well, this is where I was going to start with. Like, I think the fact that you and I were each other's safe place, like you and I both, like I rocked up on your doorstep needing somewhere to live and you were like, yeah, I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. And then it happened in Sydney. You needed somewhere. And I was like, cool, well, we need to make this work. You know, we were at a very fragile stage in our twenties and it just, we just were each other's safe place. And I don't think that you can ever undermine that. No. And it's like, we were the most, we saw each other at our most vulnerable points. Cause we also went through breakups mm-hmm. at similar times and like whole identity questioning. And like, should we talk, bring up the story about how, how my boyfriend at uni sent me flowers two weeks in a row and you were watching the florist come down the driveway for the second week thinking it was like your boyfriend taking the lead no he was an absolute dropkick and I did never get flowers did not get any flowers um but yeah like I think we both saw each other in a vulnerable state I mean a hangover after uni bar is pretty fucking vulnerable yeah and we nurtured each other through a lot of those um so I think that was part of it as well um but I just think if you do have a friendship like this in your life that has continued beyond life changes and location changes and they fall apart and that's totally fine and and relationships shift and you don't connect with you know you have your high school friends and your friends because you're in high school and then they kind of drift away and doesn't mean you have any animosity for them no um but if you do have a friendship that has continued to evolve among all of that like take a moment to acknowledge how fucking special that is because I don't think everyone has that and if you do have that you're very lucky I don't think I've ever questioned it either though like you and I have always just been Caitlin and Mel like it's even like Caitlin's husband jokes that he's the third wheel in this relationship he absolutely (laughs) is he absolutely whereas a lot of my other I can speak for myself here a lot of my other friendships feel seasonal Mm. and like don't get me wrong we still like weave in and out we still have you know we talk most days but there's still be times where we'll go weeks without talking because we just have shit on or we do have falling outs we have had times where we've been like "Mm, that miffed me a little bit what you said there yeah i'm just gonna go and cool off for a bit and it's like it's never been questioned it's just like i think the respect for boundaries and the respect for space because we're both quite solo people as well. Yeah. And I think that's played to our advantage is that we know that sometimes you just need to close off from the world for a little yeah. bit and that's cool. You go in your little hermit nest and I'll talk to you when you come out. Yeah. Um, but this is funny because, I mean, now we're all about the village and womanhood and connection and the power of women and the power of women supporting each other and the power of empowerment, but that's not 
what we were always like because once upon a time we were man hating, <laughs> women hating. I'm an independent woman and don't need anybody and I'm just like the boys so nobody yeah nobody understands me I don't need anyone I'm gonna do everything on my own all the time because I'm a badass bitch and we didn't really want friendships no (laughs) we wanted someone to drink with on Saturday yeah um but no didn't want connection just wanted some noise really yeah and now we've gone to this and like you tolerate my kids and I, I tolerate am, your kids. They are my own children. I'm fighting your cat for the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big shift. I don't know how that's come about. I think that's just through our own trials and tribulations that we've gone, actually, you know what? It is really important that we step out of our ego and be vulnerable and accept yep. help and have communication. But again, if we talk about all of the things that we've been through... That's also why I think we understand each other on such a deep yeah. level. Like both you and I, after we left Sydney, moved to towns that we knew no, no one. Um, you moved again across the country where mm. you really only knew your partner. Um, I moved back to a city that I knew I felt like the smallest person in the world. Like we did all these things that challenged our being and knew that you and I just listened. Yeah. You didn't, we never tried to fix. We never tried to, and this was even before we started doing any sort of personal development mm. work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what do you think it is that has, I mean, there's so many facets, but if we break it down to like a dot bullet point list, what things do you think have enabled us to have such a good connection? Obviously like open communication is one. Yep. Because you know what? I've never filtered myself with you. No. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. Everything. I'm not worried that you're going to be offended by something I say or not offended. And I think that might bring some people unstuck too. Like when, when you're crafting a message to be like, "Mm, but I need to say that, but are they going to take, whereas we can be like, no, that's not right. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like we can have that open communication. I think, respecting respecting boundaries which is like a standard with everyone but also like respecting that how much you you interact will change as well like Mm. it's not just going to be a linear line of like how involved you are in each other's lives it's going to ebb and flow or it's also not a matter of like cool let's go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and go to the pub at five o'clock on a friday like you have kids now yeah it's completely different so that's probably another thing flexibility yeah acknowledging that like your parameters for friendship can't be rigid yeah because things the seasons will change and things will shift and your needs will shift um so that flexibility is another one. Also just like we say com- communication, but I think being able to be an active listener mm-hmm. is a huge thing. Cause like how many people just waffle, waffle, waffle and like chit chat at each other, but like yeah. nothing, those conversations feel so draining because well, you, you just feel like hurt. filled the void, yeah. but you don't walk away with anything. So I think active listening is another huge thing. What else? What do you think? Active listening though can again be really hard when you don't feel like you're being heard. Oh, so easy to be resentful and be like, you're not listening to me. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. And again, I'm not talking about you and I, I'm talking about other friends. In general. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're talking about these factors of a really solid, healthy friendship mm. 
when again it can be hard to communicate when you feel like you're not getting those things in the first place yeah and like we're not the friendship experts are we (laughs) are we i'm sorry but we're pretty (laughs) fucking cool like everyone's i think that's the other thing is so another thing is uh, i don't know if it's like a bullet point thing but it's like understanding just understanding like knowing that you know, you do the love language test with your partner. You know that people's, like, their signs of appreciation or their signs of thing like, yeah. are different. So just I think being curious. Do you think that we're well? an advantage because we lived with each other? I don't know. I mean, you would think that would put a lot more strain mm. or you would just be friends with someone out of circumstance that you lived together mm. and that was it. Because we had times of not living together as well. Yeah. In between all of it, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Dr. Phil? (laughs) (laughs) What I meant by that is you know that person's little idioms. It's not like you did, we're like, you know, we, you don't, like we spent more time with each other than the natural, than the normal person. I would come home and Caitlin would be in my bed. (laughs) But also like. In a completely platonic way. (laughs) (laughs) But. There was also that, but also like, I don't, I think we are, I mean, obviously time has passed, but I think we were closer when we weren't living together as well than when we were living together. Yeah. Cause like you still, I had my boyfriend and I disappear off with him for a week yeah. and like you had your boyfriend and you yeah. disappear off for a week and some of our classes were different and yeah. we had, we still had very different friend groups then yeah. as well. Like very different. And we so, had different study schedules. You were an oh, all yeah. nighter and I was like, yeah. go to bed, I'm getting up early. So I still don't think we were in each other's space. Very much not. All of that much. And like even our dinner, like our dinners were different. You burnt the kitchen trying to <laughs> make some dumplings. Uh-huh. That's the what only did, time I've been you, a better cook than you. you burn the kitchen doing? That was a different house. <laughs> That was my dad's house. I burnt boiled eggs um, and still managed to raise three children. That's hey, if that's not a rags to riches story, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? How do you – like this is the first time you visited me since we mm. have separated. Mm. How did you feel in those last six years knowing that you had picked a path of like that was your path and you couldn't just get on a plane and come and see me? I think it's been easier for me because I've just been so consumed. Mm. Like it has just been, I've had three babies in six years and moved houses more times than I care to count. And like, I have been so constant Mm -hmm. that I think I was just consumed and didn't notice it Mm -hmm. I think the one time when I really noticed how much it had affected you was when I was like I'm coming and you're like I get that but every time that you say that you are and you don't it really upsets me and that's when I was like oof okay I get that it's beyond like it's beyond just haha lol we'll see each other and I was like okay this is the I really need to get down there because I had taken I had taken I had taken what is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Caitlin, the words for the lost words. I had taken for granted because you always just came. You were like, duh, I'm it's just me. I can come well, up, I can get in a truck. Yeah, but I think I and I totally get that, but I think I had also taken that for granted when like you turned up on my doorstep when I had when I went back to work after my second and then you turned up on my doorstep when I had my third baby and then you just turned up 
at a beach in Newcastle one time. <laughs> and I think I'd taken that for granted. I always appreciated and could acknowledge, like, I knew the effort that you had gone to but this to is travel. Gonna, and this is where I'm going to stop you for a second. Like, yes, yes, okay, that was effort for me. But also this comes back to the safety and the security thing, like your home. And so mm. like coming and meeting in Forbes or coming to Gunnedah, like you're my family. Like it's yeah. not a matter of me being like, Oh, I'm going to take this time off. I have to travel this far. It wasn't like, it's effort. not, it's not even a question. Like yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I just, it, I, I think I realized that it had gotten a bit one-sided. I mean, you so, you get so egocentric when you have kids and you're like, no one knows how hard this is because I'm the only one with these kids and these kids are don't you sleep. You're the only person to ever have a baby. Yeah. Duh. Don't you know? <laughs> like you, no one else can understand what it's like to be yeah. as sleep deprived as I am because I'm going to lose my shit in a minute. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was good. A good reminder. I mean, everyone needs to check their ego. Like there is a life beyond having kids and people aren't in that phase. And like, that doesn't mean that their lives are any less chaotic or any less, you know, that they're, and we've definitely had those moments too. Well, I know that I have, I've withheld information from you because I've been like, Oh, she's like, this is, we found out at dinner. (laughs) (laughs) That is another episode topic, (laughs) but like, Caitlin is a mom who is dealing with a newborn baby. Like she doesn't need to know about my, transient dating life or she doesn't need to know that like I don't even know the trivial stuff that happens yeah. at work whereas has again as you and I have established there is no level of this is more severe than yeah sleep deprivation or children issues like this is my life and this yeah. is the stuff that's going on and again coming back to that level of communication mm. it needs to be had yeah if it means something to you it means something to me like to whatever extent also <laughs> I need to live vicariously through you <laughs> which we have also <laughs> and, and I need an escape from wiping bums and like I love being a mum. it's great but fuck it's hard and so like hearing about a funny date give it to me hearing about like something you got an op shop great hearing about food that you ate that wasn't fucking chips from the pub because that's all we have also great <laughs> yeah Hearing about the cool beer we found at the brewery mm. on the road. Great. Well, a stray um, cat that adopted me. Yeah. He's he's a judgy cat. He's a judgy cat. Um, what other points would you like to make? How do you think, what impact do you think maintaining friendships has had on your life and your experiences and how you process things? Say that again. What impact do you think that having friendships and connection has had on you in your life experiences and the way you navigate things? That's a big question. Yeah. Cosmic. (laughs) That's a really big question because connection and friendship are my highest values. And so it doesn't like, oof. Which is super odd because I've moved so many times to places that I've never known anyone Mm. knowing that I have my people. Mm. Like I have my people and it doesn't matter where I am in the world. There's someone there. They're my people. Yeah. And I know that I can pick up the phone. I know that I can get in the car and go somewhere, which is I think why I moved to Adelaide and not Perth (laughs) because Adelaide (laughs) is a little bit closer to New South Wales. You can still run home. Yeah. The other side of the world. Um... So, yeah, 
I don't think that it has impacted the decisions that I've made because I've never worried about those connections. Do you think you have felt safer to try things or safer to fail knowing that you have a network and connections that can help you? Yes. Yeah. So you Which again hasn't meant that I haven't felt alone and haven't felt yeah. misunderstood yeah. or like I'm speaking a foreign language when I try and talk about things. But again, it's my trust in the universe. It literally happens all the time when the minute I have a thought about how how the hell did I get myself here? <laughs> you or BJ or someone just happens to slide into my inbox. I'm here. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not alone. Like, so here's one. Do you think at times it has been to a detriment because we have moved so much? Do you think that this connection and this friendship being so deeply formed has inhibited us from connecting with other people yeah. and paused us from starting new relationships yeah. because we were like, oh, I don't want to meet new friends. I have my friend. Yeah. So, I can't speak on your behalf of you, but I know that yeah. for me and I compare, I'm like, oof, this chick They're does not, not understand me. They don't mm. get it. Um, Caitlin would never do that. Caitlin <laughs> would never say that. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you, so I also think it has made forming other friendships why well, can Slower? you speak for that? Yeah, no, I, do, I mean, I'm not, and it's funny because I present, I mean, anyone who follows me on my Instagram knows that I'm like, I'll, they've all heard about my vagina and my prolapse and my saggy boobs, things. like everything. Yeah. Because I'm talking to a phone. Yeah. And like, I'm, if you want to talk about it, cool, I'm down. Yeah. But also, <laughs> they meet me at the park and they're like, oh, you're Caitlin. And I'm like, yep. And like, I'm not. Do not want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it looks like a like it presents. But like you know a big what? Facade. It's probably been easy as well because you've had kids. You're home on the weekends, and so like if I've decided that I don't want to do anything or meet anyone, you and I can be on the phone, even if it's just yeah. texting or marking, sending memes or whatever. Yeah. So I haven't felt the need for actual human connection. Yeah. Because you have it, I, but I yeah. definitely it has definitely. I'm not good at making friends anyway. I don't feel like no. I am. Like I'm good at making acquaintances and like friendly chat and like knowing so-and-so downtown and knowing so-and-so and like linking, great at linking people. Yeah. Not good at making friends yeah. on my own beyond like a superficial friendly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has definitely impacted mine. So there you go. It's sunshine and daisies, but also check it because it can limit you. It can. And I would say definitely in the last two years of situations as well. And as I get into my 30s, like I'm 34 this month and I don't have a partner, I don't have children, and you have these three beautiful children who I literally love as my own, I'm like, well, what's the point of me being here? Like, yeah, I am, don't get me wrong, I love the Barossa Valley um, and I love where I live. But I have this family that I want and the kids, I want to see them grow up. And yeah, so do I just throw in my life and go and move into the middle of rural New South Wales? And you and I have joked, I'm like, the minute I move there, you're going to move. <laughs> yeah, we tend to do that. Yeah. Oh my God, I still can't think of that song. Like they're chasing each other through doors. 
sliding doors. No, the one that I was trying to sing at the wano that it's a theme song. Anyway, they run through doors and they're like constantly chasing each other, and that's us location wise. <laughs> it is though. <laughs> um, yeah, but we made it work. We did make it, work. and we're relationship gurus now. Friendship gurus. Yeah. Well, friendship is a relationship. It's quite funny because Caitlin got a really... When Caitlin moved to Canada, she made friends with a girl named Mel. And I was like, who is this chick? Yeah. We have to classify between Mel and Annie Mel. <laughs> she she called herself Annie Mel on one of your posts or something. And I was like, that is my title. <laughs> Back down, bitch. <laughs> but we all support women and friendships. Friendships are great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know that we actually made a point from there, but yay, be friends. <laughs> I think that actually you mentioned that at the beginning and it's the last topic I want to finish on when we talk about supporting women, when we talk about finding your tribe. It's not just about supporting women. We don't see another female and go, yeah, cool, I lift you up. It's just about recognizing that we are unique individuals with different likes and dislikes and personality traits and accepting that person for who they are and moving on. Like you don't have to be that person's friend. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to support them. You just have to acknowledge that that is a human being going through life, doing their thing. And don't be a dick. Mic drop. Please don't drop my mic. I need to take this home. <laughs> please. Please Thanks don't. Here. <laughs> you can get your own damn microphone. I need to go back to the other podcast that I've just accosted. Because I'm a famous podcaster now. You are, Caitlin. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Anything you want to wrap up on? Nope. I've just had my dear friend Lisa. I have no in. gems. I have no, I have she no only magic. She listens to crime podcasts, so she's never going to listen to this. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Cheers for the mention. <laughs> so thanks for listening uh, to us waffle on and no date. Date. No date. No doubt. We will reappear on an episode soon with another western ridge beer sponsored by Place. western ridge <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it episode two wrapped please let me know via my socials what your biggest takeaway was and maybe if you have any long-term relationships that you have some tips or tricks worth sharing i look forward to chatting with you and tune in next time